Hello, church family. Uh, this is the, uh, the next portion of our Fruit of the Spirit series. We so far went through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and today's faithfulness. Uh, faithfulness in our world is, it's, it's, it's fine, uh, if it's broken. Uh, our world is content when it comes to unfaithfulness. And I don't necessarily just mean in terms of a marital sense, but even just terms of the way people have contracts or uh, people make promises or the reliability of the individual. Um, faithfulness uh, is not something that would be characterized, and it's almost like a norm for us not to be faithful. Um, oftentimes we, we, we slack in our faithfulness because we don't take faithfulness seriously. Yet, yeah, this is in one of the whole, uh, fruit of the spirits. We're called to be faithful because that's who our God is. Um, and we understand that as we're looking through all each and every single one of these fruit of spirits, we know that as we grow in our, um, in order for us to grow in our godliness, we must grow in our devotion to Him. And as in that devotion to Him, we become to look like, uh, look like the Lord. Uh, so it's in order to grow in godliness, we need to grow in our devotion to Him, and then we become more like God in our character. And just to the, uh, just to define what faithfulness means, uh, I actually went online, Googled, searched the word faithfulness, and it's funny because most of the terms are just one-word answers. Things like reliable, loyal, um, consistent, uh, dependable, diligent. Um, and uh, there's a secondary definition that that I like, and it's and it says to take to the original. And we understand that as Christians, when we are faithful. We take it from the original, which is the Lord, who is faithful. But I wonder if you've ever thought, what happens if God is not faithful? Like, you know, the last time even with goodness and and faith and um, goodness and kindness, I, I I did almost reverse thing. Well, how how would you treat others? How would you expect God to treat you based on how you treat others? Like I said, if if God treated you with the same type of kindness that you treat to others, uh, then we will find that our uh, we, were, we will be doomed. Um, but if you ever wonder what happens if God is not faithful, the God that we're supposed to mirror, if if we if He is like uh, if we reflect Him and He is an unfaithful God, then uh, this is what it might look like. So I'm going to use a reverse. I'm, I'm going to use the negative. Sometimes the negative helps us understand um, a little bit more of what I mean. Um, it highlights a certain attribute. Um, so I have uh, just, you know, I was, I was using like my Bible software and I just Googled, not Google, I used my Bible software to search uh, the word faithful and faithfulness in scripture. And I found 15 different categories in which the Lord is faithful. But now we're going to look at the opposite. So what happens if we're not faithful? I mean, if the Lord is not faithful, sorry. If the Lord is not faithful, then the very first thing is that we'll have no salvation. Ephesians 1 tells us that he predestined us before the foundations of the world. And then um, even talks about how he seals us with our um, with the Holy Spirit. If God is not faithful, we will have no means by which we will be saved. Uh, the, uh, that would mean that if Christ entered in, when Christ entered into the world, uh, there was always going to be possibility that he would compromise and fall into sin. But because God is uh, faithful, uh, we, have a, we have the basic understanding that we are saved, that we have salvation. But if God is not faithful, then there is no salvation for each and every single one of us. So that's the first one. Uh, and again, I'm, just, I'm going to just go through each of these. I don't know how many of them I'm going to go through, but um, 
I'll just see how long this would go, but that's the first one. Like, if we, uh, if, if God is not faithful, there will be no salvation. Second, if God is not faithful, there will be no assurance. First Thessalonians 5, verse 24, faithful is he who calls you and he will bring it to pass. If there is no assurance, if God is not faithful, then we do not have any assurance in our, in our life and in our walk. Uh, but it's because of who he is, he promises that he'll bring us into completion. Philippians 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 6, For I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. There'll be no assurance, and at the same time, there'll be no sanctification as well. If God is not faithful, he uh, will not be able to make you more like his son, and he will not even be able to make you uh, reach the end of the race. But because he is faithful, that, we, that, that gives us assurance of him working in our life now and uh, where he will bring us in the future. So I guess that's two points. Uh, there's no salvation. There's no assurance. There's no sanctification. Um, there'll be no promises as well. Hebrews 11, 11. This is... Um, this is a reference, and this is a chapter where the Hall of Faith, and uh, uh, Sarah, remember, Sarah uh, doubted the Lord, and that he, um, he could give her a child, but yet, it's very interesting, in Hebrews 11, 11, it reads, by faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. See, God was, uh, and this is just not just the only promise, but this is one of many problems that God has. If God is not faithful, he will not be able to fulfill the promises he has made to all of creation. There will always be this doubt that God um, cannot deliver on the things he's promised. Um, not only that, but if, there's, if God is not faithful, there will be no assurance, no sanctification, no salvation, no promises. Um, next, there will be no morality. Deuteronomy chapter 32 Verse 4, the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are just. A God of faithfulness without injustice, righteous and upright is he. This is at the end of Deuteronomy where um, Moses is singing and praises to the Lord. If our God is a God uh, that is not faithful, then his, mora- his morals will also be inconsistent. It will be like the time of the judges for all of eternity. At uh, one moment we would be doing something right, and next moment we would be doing something wrong. See, God doesn't operate in that way. But if God is unfaithful, then his morality will always change. But it's in, you know, bless and praise the Lord that our God is a faithful God. Because without his, that, that one attribute of faithfulness, there will be chaos all over. Everything, will, uh, what's right will be wrong, and what's wrong will be right, and what's right will be wrong again later on down the line. It will just be this constant turmoil in the life of in all of creation. In a similar vein, uh, without, if God is not faithful, God also won't, won't be holy. So we look at, uh, there will be no morality, no promises, no salvation, no sanctification, but there's also, uh, there won't be any holiness. Um, same idea in terms of morality, whereas morality is uh, God setting a bar for um, what we must be. I think holiness is his own character. Um, Revelation uh, 1911, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. 
This is the, the second coming of Christ, where he he, he exact his um, his holiness, he uh, his characters that he's holy, and then he has to judge those that are wicked. If God is not a faithful God, he will not be a holy God, and that's very uh, scary for us because then that would mean that we're worshiping a wicked and evil God. But we know that's not to be the case. That God is a holy God. His his character is consistent because of his faithfulness. Not only there will be no holiness, morality, promises, salvation, assurance, sanctification, but there will be no forgiveness. First John one nineteen. First uh, John one, verse nine. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, can you imagine uh, always confessing to God and, and, and you're not sure whether or not He has forgiven you? That would be a very terrible thing. In fact, that's actually what Roman Catholicism is about. That's what Islam is about. That's what every single religion that has a works-based salvation is about. There's no guarantee of forgiveness. But we have a God that's faithful and he is willing to forgive the moment we confess our sins to him. Not only uh, there will be no assurance or salvation or promise, morality, holiness, forgiveness, and sanctification, there will also be no hope for all for all of us. Hebrews Chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. See, part of our life as a believer is that we, our assurance in the future that we have is, is rooted in the promises of the Lord. Um, he gives us hope. No matter how hard things are, there is always going to be an end um, for our present day suffering and turmoil because God is faithful. Um, moving on, there will also be no strength. Second Timothy 2, uh, this is Paul writing to the letter to Timothy about just the difficulties of ministry, um, how we are called um, just to continue to trust in him. Second uh, Timothy 2.8, remember Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ and with it eternal glory. It is a trustworthy statement, for if we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we, if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. The Lord gives us strength in the most difficult times in ministry. He is always going to be faithful. He's watching over us. He cares for us. He'll sustain us. What a great comfort that is, knowing that our God is the one that's going to keep us. Second Thessalonians 3.3, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you, strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God, into the steadfastness of Christ. The Lord will give us the strength to endure, to continue to um, live in a way that's faithful to him, even in light of the most difficult circumstances. But if God is not faithful, he will never be able to do any of those things. He, can't, he won't give us any strength during turmoil. We'll be basically doing ministry in vain and in, in our own strength. And, and we will never be able to achieve um, the ministry that he calls us to do. But he is faithful. He will always see us through.
uh, just to quickly summarize the, the rest, um, there'll be no heavenly rewards, uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 17. Uh, there'll be no truth, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 18. There'll be no escape from temptation, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It tells us that, um, that he will promise he is faithful in giving us a way to escape. But if, if, if God is not faithful, that means we'll always fall into sin. But God is faithful, um, so that there's always a means to escape from sin. Uh, there will be no consistent of character, uh, James chapter 1, verse 17, that describes that God is not like a shifting of shadows like the way the moon and the stars and the sun rotates around the earth. There will be no scripture, Psalm 33, verse 4. Uh, there will be no justice, Psalm 54, verse 5. There will be no consistency, um, Psalm 119, verse 90. We must praise the Lord that our God is indeed faithful, because if he is not faithful, we will not have, I mean, I've just listed 15, 16 different things. We won't even have those things. But because he is faithful, we are called to be faithful. We're called to be faithful in, area, in every area of our lives. So what areas in our life that can we be, how can we work in our faithfulness? Again, there's another list of things that we need to work on. Well, one is work. If you're an employer, be faithful in your wages. Be faithful in the way that you that you pay people or that you give um, vacation time or whatever. Um, you owe, give those uh, uh, that you owe. If they work or certain amount, give them the money. Uh, if you're an employee, work hard, especially this time during this COVID shelter in place. It is very easy for some of you that are working at home to be lazy. You know, you don't have to wake up as, uh, on time as, 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 you, as what you used to because you don't have any commute anymore, and that can breed a level of, faith, uh, of laziness and unfaithfulness. Uh, you need to give your 40 hours if that's what, you're, uh, what you claim to do. Uh, you need to honor the Lord. You need to work for Him. Um, I think this one, the second one, be faithful to the church. How can we be faithful? Be faithful to the church. When we're meeting online, uh, if you have those meetings, whether it's like a whatever Bible study or small group you're in, be faithful to go to it. Be faithful on the Sunday morning ones. Be faithful in um, all the ones, uh, be faithful in every capacity that you're able to. Don't be lazy just because you don't have to commute your, uh, to the church at this time. But when the time comes we're able to meet in person, be faithful to every single meeting. This is a Hebrews, uh, Hebrews passage about, uh, don't, forget, uh, don't forget the, don't neglect the fellowship with the saints. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, Hebrews 10. Um, you know, as best as we can at this time, be faithful to commitment to one another, to the church body. Um, I think there's at least an extra meetups. If you have a meeting with someone, um, if it's a friend or employer or work people or people at church or whoever it may be, when you set, say that you're going to meet at a certain time, get make sure you get there on time. Be faithful with the things that you set which leads to the next one, promises. Be faithful in your promises. Make your yes, yes, or your no, no. Uh, don't be double-minded in that way. If you say that you're going to do something, do it, even if uh, it's difficult. You have to follow through with what you say. Either that or don't make any promises at all and stick to it. Don't, don't all of a sudden say, like, oh, well, let me change my mind. That shows that you're an inconsistent person. So be faithful at work. Be faithful at church. Be faithful at your meetings. Be faithful at your promises. Uh, this one for some of you that are single. Be faithful in your singleness. Be faithful in your purity. Be faithful with the time that you have and your giftedness to serve other people. Guard your heart from sin. Guard your, your mind from sin. Use your gifts faithfully. Um, use your time wisely. 
be faithful with those areas. Because again, all the things that we do ultimately is for the Lord. Next one, marriage. Be faithful in your marriage. Um, guard your heart and your eyes from things that would turn your heart and, uh, away from your spouse. There are certain TV shows, there are certain uh, apps on your phone, whatever is causing you to, 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 to turn from your marriage, you need to get rid of those things. You need to be faithful um, in your purity as well. You know, sex is designed for marriage, and anything that goes beyond those bounds or with other people besides your spouse, that means you are unfaithful. So you need to be faithful in your marriage. You need to be faithful if you're a student. You need to be faithful in your studies, um, especially some of you, again, if you're doing online classes uh, by force now, uh, it's easy to just cheat. It's easy to be lazy when you're online. Uh, but you need to work hard. You need to be diligent because, again, the Lord knows, even if nobody knows, no one else knows um, what you're doing behind the screen. Be faithful in your studies. These next few, I'm just thinking about more of like, but these next two are just more like uh, more spiritual related, related. Be faithful in your prayer. You know, be be faithful making time to commune with the Lord. Uh, if you want to grow in Christ likeness, you need to make time to pray. Pray not only for during the meal time, but pray whenever you're in need. Pray when you're on a walk. Pray when you're doing the dishes. Pray when you're in the shower. Pray whenever you have an opportunity to commune with the Lord. Uh, it's a discipline that takes time to develop, and you need to be faithful in that way. When you say that you're going to pray for someone, do it. Make sure you pray for someone. And do And make sure you make time for it. So not only prayer, studies, marriage, singleness, promises, meetups, church, work, but this, the one, this one, prayer and reading scripture, like, like prayer, it's a discipline. You need to make time for it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, a fan. Oh, I'm not necessarily against it, but if you, if some of you want to read in the morning or some of you read at night or afternoon, whatever's work, whatever works for you, you just have to make time to read. And when you read, you have to be faithful in doing whatever study you're through you're in. I'm a firm believer that every Christian should read through the Bible at least 20 times in their life. That's a, that's a subjective number. I'm just saying that like a Christian should be a, should be a constant student of God's word. You have all 66 books. You have a, a lot more free time now. You need to make time to read scripture. And there's no way that you can exhaust the truth and the beauty uh, that's revealed in scripture. So make time to read scripture. Make uh, make time out of your day and be consistent in your reading. Next one is in the home. Be faithful. I mean, I mentioned marriage earlier, but be faithful as a parent. Be faithful in your discipline. Uh, be faithful in your, um, and even spending time with them. Be faithful in having fun with them. Uh, that's our role as parents is to be faithful in raising up their kids at, with the fear and admission of the Lord, but enjoy your time with them. If you promise you'll get ice cream then get go get ice cream with them if you promise that you're going to have fun with them put everything away and have fun with your kids now if you pro- and, and now part of being parents is that you have to always be faithful and discipline as well um and that's hard i understand uh but you need to be consistent in in, in faithful and disciplined in teaching your your kids the way of the lord if you're a child if you're at home be faithful as a child Humbly submit yourself uh, to your parents as to the Lord. Understand that the Lord is ultimately the one that you need to learn to submit to. If you're not going to submit to your parents, then you're not going to submit to the Lord. Um, because the things that the, your parents uh, expect of you are, 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 relatively speaking, a lot easier. Um, because the things that God commands sometimes are things like would cost your life down the line. Meaning, 
if you're not going to be faithful to the small things, you're not going to be faithful to the big things. Being a Christian means that we're faithful to uh, uh, to whoever is in authority. So in this case, um, if you're a kid, be faithful to your parents. And lastly, and this is probably the most important one, but be faithful to God. No matter how, um, no matter what goes on in your life, you must always be faithful to the Lord. He is the one that you ultimately live for. He is the one that you must serve with all your heart, mind, and soul. He must be the one that you love the most. Because if you don't, if you're not faithful to Him and Him, then everything else is going to crumble. You must be faithful to the Lord. You need to be faithful in your walk. Understand that yes, the Lord is working through you, but you also need to be faithful in your walk. You're, you need to be um, diligent in walking in a manner that's worthy of your faith. Now, as we just look at these two lists of what happens if God is not faithful and how can we be faithful, you have to understand that when we look at this, um, the unfaithful, it's a scary thing to ha- to have a to worship a unfaithful God. Yet in our own lives, it's a terrible thing to not be a faithful Christian. You know, if uh, because it reflects who our God is. If we claim to be a Christian, then we need to be faithful in all of these areas. Otherwise, people might assume this about our God. All the things that list about no assurance, no promises, no morality, no holiness. People may assume that about our God if we are unfaithful in all the areas of our lives. Um, we need to make sure to faithfully represent him in all that we do. And you think sometimes we don't like to be faithful because we make excuses and um Honestly, sometimes we assume the faithfulness of our God. We assume that if God is so faithful, then I don't need to be faithful. No, that's not true. You need to be faithful. You need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You and I need to be faithful because it reflects that our God is faithful in the way that we can draw others to Christ. Remember, this is how I started the series about wanting us to be a fragrant to the outside world. One of the best ways you can do that is you live a faithful life. You need to be faithful in your devotion to God, and, and everything else will fall into place. Um, yet it is interesting that if we are faithful, the Lord rewards us at the end. And just understand, when I say faithful, I understand that there are certain areas in your life where it may not have the same result. You can be faithful in it, but may not get the desired result. If you're a student, for example, you can be faithful in your studies and may not get the 4.0 GPA. That's okay. That the Lord doesn't care about that. You can be a faithful parent and discipline your kid and, and teaching them to, to to fear the Lord. But in the end, they may not they may not accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's okay. You could be a child constantly praying for the salvation of your parents, and then and in the end, they may deny it. But as long as you're faithful in declaring uh, and sharing, the, being a good testimony and witnessing to them, you did your job. And what, and, you know, this applies to every area of your life. As long as you're faithful to the Lord, the Lord will reward you for your faithfulness. This is that famous phrase, verse, Matthew 25, verse 21. I will, uh, his master says, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. May we be found faithful. Because our God is faithful. I hope that this study of faithfulness is helpful to you. And uh, we'll finish off. And tomorrow we'll look at gentleness. Uh, and then we'll conclude this week by looking at self-control.
Thanks for listening. Have a nice day.